Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shia Ghoul itself. This is a dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone. May you find shade this day. And you too, Sarah, I suppose. How are you today? <laughs> Adam, I'm good. How are you? Um, I've got enough shade, so I'm good with you if you want a little uh, for yourself. You'll share. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I'll, I'll throw some shade your way, you might say. <laughs> uh, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, um, <clears throat> this is our first official episode. We did our pilot episode where I, I lied like a liar about not having our uh, intro ready and, and it's actually ready now. And so every, everyone can hear how, how cool it is or isn't. Um, <clears throat> I was excited to be able to do some part of the production value for this show actually, uh, because I thought, I thought maybe you would hog all of, all of that, all of the fiber interactions. Oh, really? You didn't think I would share and be like, you should do some work? Stop yeah. being so lazy. Right. I thought maybe you would just you just be like, yeah, I'm I'm good with just Adam being lazy. <laughs> I, almost <laughs> called my, I almost called myself Zareth just now. <laughs> you need to switch your brain mode. I know. If we post this on YouTube, actually, we'll uh, we'll end up with um, Zareth is my name under here, but just because I don't want to change it. Uh, any, anyways. Uh, because I'm lazy. See, it's a it's yeah. This cycle. It's a full circle. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle, and yeah. a, and a vicious circle both. So, uh, not to be confused, like with the a vicious wheel, uh, you know, like the wheel like of a, time, like a wheel of time. Right, a, a wheel of time. Like there are multiples. Maybe. There, there might be. We don't know. That we just know that there's ne- neither beginning nor end to you know they. I feel like the text actually has there's textual evidence that there's only one because it, it refers to the wheel of time. That's true. So there's just one that we know of. That we know of. I know. Like we hope. What happens when it needs repairs? You get like a flat tire. Oh well, yeah, like like something it's weaving all these things. Like you you think that eventually it's going to malfunction a little bit. It'll break. I hope not. I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it keeps mostly weaving. I've, who knows? Is uh, this is this like a little bit of foreshadowing for me? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, there there are there is discussion actually about what the Dark One's intent for the wheel is, like, and that, that's later in I think in book one, and I don't even know if they actually. I can't remember if they talk about it in later books, but. I, I don't know. I, I don't think people see it as an actual real mechanism. Uh, one, one thing I will I will note, and it, it's actually something that's part of what we're going to be talking about in today's book 
section is they refer to the wheel a lot as kind of like almost a deity uh, like Moraine. Yeah. Moraine talks about, uh, about, you know, like, oh, she's part of the pattern and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because they, they kind of, they, it doesn't always lose that. It doesn't necessarily always ever lose that mysticism, but the direction they go with it is different. Like, at first, Moraine kind of appears like a prophet. She's like, oh, they're part of the pat, like they're part of this bigger thing. And then later, it's kind of like, if if that, if somehow like they wrote book one, like in the middle of like the series again, and they they got all the continuity to write, like, I don't think she would say exactly that. Right. That well, sort of thing. And I, I like that you brought that up because so last episode, I pointed out that, um, like my disadvantage with the audiobook is that I can't see any of the word words, obviously, and I can't see the spelling or anything. Um, and I ended up Googling very safely so that I don't accidentally spoil anything for myself. But pattern, like the pattern is capitalized. Oh, is it? See, it's been a long time since I oh that that's really interesting. Yeah, that is that is like a deity. Sort yeah, of like thing. it's like the if you were to refer to like the Bible or like it's the pattern, like this is what it says it's going to do. Right. Well, yeah. Like, like you could say, yeah, it's like you can refer to a God or something and have it be lowercase. Uh, but, right. but when you're referring to the creator, to the actual real, you know, or whatever, as, as a religion would say, you know, mm-hmm. to God, the, the deity then it, it's capitalized immediately so yeah so yeah I, I wonder do they do they also capitalize wheel uh, not know. not like wagon wheel but we could look that up you could look yeah, it up stay, stay tuned next time folks for a captivating discussion on <laughs> the cap- capitalization of wheel <laughs> i was gonna say you have the books like you could just go pick one up and, and look not not now don't leave me hanging oh well see i i like that you're enabling my laziness so i didn't want to yeah so. i've i've learned quickly it's useful <laughs> it's good it gotta gotta train them young <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> oh dear so uh guys we will uh to our listeners we've decided that we want we want some kind of a segment right at the start just as kind of a a generally general greeting and kind of a table of contents water cooler talk something like that i'm basically just reading off of our show notes our super ghetto show notes but the the thing that the thing is we we want to have a place that's safe for people to come in and we can talk about generalized wheel of time things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like entering a, a podcast about wheel of time, you're, you have to, you're going to take the risk of some minor spoilers at the very least, but we will always try it. Like, well, when we move to the net, like the next segment, we'll tell you what spoilers are going to be like kind of available for you. And we don't want to, we don't want to ruin anything for anyone. And, and we realize there are people who are going to be watching the show who just want to talk about the show. And we'll, so we'll talk about the show first and then we'll talk about where we are in the books because mm-hmm. people in the show don't necessarily care about where, uh, about the books that like, yeah. even though I recommend reading the books, um, not everyone, I know my sister for sure will not be reading the books, but she's very interested in the show itself. Right. 
So that's good because then you're not going to spoil anything for anyone except me. Right. Like I'll I'll spoil the heck out of it. No, I, I don't. <laughs> In general, it's so weird. I was talking to my little sister today. She she was telling me how she's she's one of the people who murders kittens. I mean, she's one of those people who reads the end of a book before she like can start it. She like she'll, oh. start, she'll read she'll read a couple pit. A couple chapters yep. and then and then she'll just go and spoil herself because she doesn't she wants to know what the outcome is no 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 I, yeah i i was like really like because we we grew up in the same like reading kind of you know mini culture in, in our like reading was so important to us growing up and she she's uh betrayed betrayed those values so so no it i mean so have i really i don't physically read anything i just listen to audio these days so it's just you easier know. it is i know i'm like really you want me to spend the time to read a book and yeah I, I buy the hard copies of all the books i like so i'm just weird i like i like literature we'll just say that but i i knew that i feel like i feel like if we're if we're going down this road it's a fair assumption for most people to make. Sure. Well, well yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I read that once, but I, I didn't enjoy it. But let's do a podcast, anyways. Right. Hated it. Worst book ever. Worst ever. Yeah. So, why don't we? Is there anything else you want to talk about in this this area before we kind of move, move on. on to? We could talk about the show and our, you know. Not, not that there's that much going on, but yeah, I think we're, I think we're good. All right. Um, so, on. so uh, moving on to the next segment, guys, where it's going to be about either the show or just show news in general. So if there's anything new that's coming out that we want to talk about, uh, we can, we're going to discuss that. So anything involving the show up to the point that it's been released is fair game spoiler wise we will not bring at least like big spoilers from any of the books except for potentially the parts of the books that touch on the show itself which could be all the way through they say like book two they're gonna gonna have elements of book two in the show so there's going to potentially be some of that so i gotta catch up yeah you need to hurry up right Sorry. No pressure, but hurry up. Got it. Please. Hurrying. We'll see. Uh is there any is there any show news out since we last talked? Because it's not out yet. It's coming two weeks. Right. Uh I I've been searching every day for new clips and everything on, on YouTube. I haven't seen any of those. I I'll be honest. So I do get really hyped about, about the show and yeah. about, about these sorts of things. And so I'll be searching for them. And yet at, at the same time, I have to be pretty careful about like, I, I, the internet is so full of awesome material and stuff. I could really go down a rabbit hole and just spend all my time doing that. And so uh, there, there's nothing brand new that I have seen that I want to specifically address. Like, I, I don't think, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a small clip or some kind of, I think I saw that there was like an interview with some, some of the cast. Mm-hmm. 
So, so here's a question for you though. How, if you were in the, on the cast, would you want to, would you want to read the books in advance? Like, would you want to know your own fate? Ooh. Ooh. I, oh. I feel like I would. I would want to know. Because in a I way feel, it's a spoiler. I mean, yeah, but also then I feel like if I was playing a character, I would want to know what happens because then I would be able to fully understand the character I'm playing and what my motivations are and what's driving me to act the way I'm acting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh. I, I, it seems like that would be a necessary element, frankly. And it, I did. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's like like doing research. Yeah, I, I think, I, I know that the, that the the various actors have actually read various degrees of the book. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I watched briefly. There was a, I, I couldn't watch the whole panel, but they were all talking about, it was, it was at one of the comic cons, I think, uh, like New York, I think. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of convention. And so, so the, the, the actors, the, you know, they, they were talking about what they've read uh, of the books. And I know that Rand had gotten, I think he had just started book 11 or something like that. Oh, wow. So that, that was pretty interesting. And a lot of them though, they were saying they don't, so they're, they're kind of, they've gotten to, I think they've all gotten through like book four or something like that at this point. Mm -hmm. Which it's also very fascinating to think of the these actors who like they they're not necessarily book people like they're not they're not academics they're not like they're at their job is to act and that that's that is distinct from being interested in books like they're not mutually exclusive but mm-hmm. like it'll be very interesting to watch it and then think, think of like Lan, who's this man of action and, and everything. And he's just like sitting, sitting there, like reading a a big old fantasy book. (laughs) On his break. Yeah. Like, you know, like as he's practicing sword fighting, you know, I I don't know. Or, Or maybe he's just, maybe they're all doing audio. I, I'm just, it's very, it's very interesting to think of like the merging of the two worlds. Cause, because traditionally like the nerd, nerd culture is finally starting to be more mainstream, which is, which is exciting to me. Totally. Um, yeah. I think that's great that they're reading it though. That's totally what I would do. Well, yeah. You, you think at, at the very least they want to get that, the idea of, what the character is like and what their development is like. So they can kind of, uh, one would imagine, I, I don't know much about acting. Uh, eventually, maybe if we keep doing this show, I'll, I'll actually start picking some stuff up. I, I don't know, but, mm-hmm. you know, I actually understand some more of their craft, but you would think that their actions, like uh, the best of them would be able to kind of project just a little bit of like this character development that's going to be happening throughout the series that... Right. They, they'd be able to be like, oh, this is this is where she realizes that this important thing is this. And so, you know, they'll even if they're, that part isn't scripted, like because of the nature of trying to convert these things, um, you would think that maybe they'd be able to, they'd be able to like build that into their character anyways. 
Right. I just feel like when you read a series, though, there are so many points in a character's arc and development that you don't get to understand until you get towards the end of the series. So even if you were acting as that character, you wouldn't fully understand your intentions until you see the full character arc. And like, sorry, I'm, I'm really sorry to do this to you, to mi- relate it to Harry Potter. You oh, don't. Th- no, no, <laughs> let, let, this, this is so funny. Cause I was literally going to ask if you, if like legitimately was going to ask if you had something, a question or a, like an example from Harry Potter. Cause I know you love that series. Like hundred yeah. so, like, was going to. The, there is this, this story of, and I mean, I think it's true. I, I, I don't actually know if it's true or not, but there is the story of the reason why Alan Rickman could portray Snape so well in the movies is because he was told from JK Rowling what his character's arc was and what his character's intentions um, were before she'd even finished writing the series. So before you even knew that the reason why Snape is doing all of this because is because he loved Lily so much. He loved Harry's mom so much. And that's his motivator. He knew that and was able to put that into his character to portray it on screen. Um, and I feel like if you are in a scenario where you're acting as a character, where you have all of that background knowledge available to you, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Yeah, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense, actually. It's a, it's just a very interesting thing in this day and age of spoilers. And, you know, you don't want to know too much either. Like, so what if your character is going to die at some point? At, like, I mean, I, I would think I would struggle with like bitterness and stuff, frankly. Like, if, yeah. if I'm like, if I'm like, I, well, I guess I'm just written off of the show. Like, I I'm, guess I'm just. I'm going to be done. Like, is that going to, is that going to make your buy-in less as an actor? Like, uh, I don't know. Have, have, have you ever been in a position where at, at your job, mm-hmm. at, at, like you get a new position, Okay. you, you get a new job, at, but you're, you don't start at that job for two weeks or a month or whatever, like mm-hmm. out of professional courtesy, you know, you need to make sure that your area it has all of its all of its stuff ready to go like right so so you you do that and but it's so hard to do a good job in that you, month you mail it in yeah like I, I I've tried I try hard not to but that would be a very difficult thing for me mm-hmm. to to yeah not to not mail it in like I I would just it's it's very tricky on a psychological level I feel like that is part of the gig like that is part of your job as an actor regardless of if you survive the series or movie to the end I guess you're right I I think you are right I, I think I mean, like when I first watched Game of Thrones, I thought Ned Stark was the main character. And I was like, cool, here we are. (laughs) And then (laughs) I was wrong. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that messed with me in a big way. And and I think that's part of the popularity of the series, frankly. Like they had to. 
totally. But like, do you think he ma- he he mailed it in? Well, that honestly, that's that's actually a poor example for that actor because he he is known. I for, know that's true. Like he, he doesn't survive longer he, than like one season, or like he, he dies epically at the end of every the first movie he's, he's in. It's like a trope, like like. Like uh, Dooku, the character plays Count mm-hmm. Dooku or or Saruman or whatever. Like he was typecast as a villain. He, he couldn't get another. He, he was just a bad guy his whole life. And right. He, you know, and he, he accepted that apparently. He had a good career. But I, I think I think Sean Bean is. Is that his name? Yes, no. that's right. Is it? Okay, good. Yeah. I couldn't remember, but that's, yeah, that's right. But he's he's just... Like that that's his thing. It's like if he's in his fantasy series, he's just gonna die. He's gonna die. Okay, so, well I mean you could because the, let's just use Game of Thrones as the example then. Like, what about Joffrey? I don't know. I never never watched it all the way through Joffrey. But thanks for those spoilers. No. <laughs> don't don't uh don't do this to me. <laughs> No, I, I read all of them though. I did read all of them. I didn't uh, watch the show. And and, and it's one of the most satisfying deaths ever, frankly. It is. I, I, in fact, I feel guilty at how good someone's death can feel on like on screen. It's it's not really okay. But but I mean, if you knew that you were going to die in that role, would you be like, nah, not for me? No, well, so I guess the thing that I keep thinking of is like The Walking Dead and all of those actors. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot of those guys just they have to know. Some of them are like, my character was written out of the series, like you know, four seasons ago. Like my time is limited. I could I could literally die at any point. You know, they mm-hmm. could they could kill off my character, and you know, they they still do a good job. So I think you're right that it's it's not they're not just going to mail it in but at the same time I, I don't know i don't know how i would feel about it so uh, and i can't put myself in those actors shoes i guess they can just go find another job somewhere else as well but um yeah anyways the show i'll, I'll be excited to see uh, i'm wondering i'm wondering how many characters are going to choose to omit from the series yeah that's always i'm i'm also curious like how many characters will be there that i haven't met yet like how how many people are going to be coming in that or or are even like do you think instead of omitting characters would they try to blend two characters into one Mm. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. Actually, I, I hadn't really thought about that. That could be uncomfortable for me personally. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't don't necessarily don't necessarily want that. But but yeah, or I don't know. There's there are certain story arcs that I'm like, I want. I wonder how important they truly are. Like, I'll, I'll just be very interested to see as well. Like like um, let's see. Uh, so we don't want to give too many spoilers away here. I guess all I'll say is uh, Pat and Fane is in the the start of like the books. And mm-hmm. I, I don't even think we've seen him in the trailers yet. I'm curious to see if he is going to be a part of the show at all. 
Yeah. Um, he he has well because he, he plays he plays a role later down the line, and I'll I'll be interested to see. So, uh, th- things like that. Uh, you have to wonder. So that they're planning eight seasons. Mm-hmm. But if every season's only eight episodes, I mean that that's sixty-four episodes, sixty-four-ish hours worth of acting and storytelling. Whereas it can take it could like you could read you could get through two audiobooks in sixty hours. Yeah. Like some of them are even longer than thirty hours. Like it's that they're gonna have to trim it down so significantly. And granted, like a lot of it's explanation and everything, but <laughs> uh, you know, or description but it's right that they have to chop something out. Oh, totally. And I, that's like, that's what entices me, which is, I hate, like, I hate when, when that happens, when books have things cut out of them, when they're being adapted. Um, but it's also one of those things that I'm always intrigued about. Cause I'm, I'm always comparing what the differences are. Yeah, I, I think I must annoy my wife a lot. Like I, I just recently read the Lord of the Rings books, mm-hmm. uh, reread them after have, not having read them for a long time. And so we're watching Lord of the Rings. I'm like, oh, that's different. That's different. That's different. That's different. And <laughs> I guess that's not right. <laughs> well, yeah, but but there is a lot of value in that. Are like that's part of why Lord of the Rings is so amazing is because. Uh, or that the movies I should say are so mm-hmm. amazing is because they did so many different things, but they stayed so perfectly in tune with the, with the feeling of the books, like all the decisions they made just felt super organic and like, Oh, well, well, yeah, like that's not in the books, but I can understand why you would need to change that for a movie that that's reasonable. Like, right. And in fact, I, I enjoy the movies more than I enjoy the books at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you read the books? I've been on page 11 of the first book since I was 11. Wow. You can't even do a page a year. I have them somewhere. Okay. They can, they can get on, they can go on the list. I can see your wheels turning. They can go on the list after I finish the wheel of time series okay that's fair oh, don't put them on the list just just don't they're, they're good <laughs> but i don't know i've read the hobbit does that count probably not kind of hobbit's great actually really enjoy it but um in fact it's, it's totally different entirely different like he actually wrote the Hobbit. Gosh, this isn't a Hobbit podcast. <laughs> Sorry. No, it, it, it's fine. He he wrote the Hobbit, and then he went to fight in the war in World War Two, and then oh, wow. he wrote, and then he fought in Lord, and then he fought. Uh, sorry, then he wrote Lord of the Rings after that. Mm-hmm. So, so like the tone is so incredibly different. So and he hints at things in the Hobbit that never actually come to fruition because he realized that he didn't want to do that or he wanted to go in a different direction. He talks about like the necromancer. Gosh, mm-hmm. I, I could, I could get all into the text. Like I, I could do a Lord of the Rings podcast too, but <laughs> I mean, the, the, this is, 
this is what this is my approach to to these these texts though like i i really like digging into actual into the actual content and not just like oh it's a fun story like yay like i i really do like to to look at the different literary elements and and yeah. craft and so it, it's it's just so fascinating to me to watch an adaptation like you were saying um to be able to look and see what decisions they make because they can't keep everything. Absolutely. And I remember, sorry, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take it back to Harry Potter. I remember when they were adapting them into movies, I was sitting there reading them and I thought to myself, how can you adapt these into a movie? Because you're going to cut things out and the series isn't done yet. So what if you cut out something that's important? Hmm. So yeah i don't know i just i feel like it makes sense to work off a complete body of work and then adapt it i think you're right though i mean that's part of the allure right of of lord of the rings it's a finished series as opposed to the awkwardness that happened with game of thrones where Mm -hmm. it was like that george r R. martin had several years to finish his series he only needed two more books right and he's just I, I don't know his decision no. ma- like he's just not going to I guess I, whatever I don't it's not it's not the series that I love to death there there are issues but I know that that's probably going to stop people from listening to us now they'll be like just done <laughs> that, guy, that guy doesn't like Lord or does it doesn't like uh, Game of Thrones it is. yeah a song of ice and fire is what it used to be more, you know, that's, that's the name of the series, but yeah, that's what I was trying to go for. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't have an issue with it and it's very well written. It's, it's incredibly well written. I just, um, it's not my cup of tea, but they, they gave him every opportunity to finish that series and then he couldn't. And then like, what do you do? Just, just wing it, I guess. And they, they, made an incredibly unhappy like their fan base is not happy with the ending i know that right but how did you like the ending i enjoyed it did you yeah are we are we disagreeing on this oh no i i've never i haven't seen it i don't know what happens so yeah i i'm surprised because i i don't think i have met someone who's felt satisfied with the ending i loved it I thought it was perfect. Okay. That's cool. I'm glad you liked it. I, I, I want people to be happy about yeah. the things they do. I, I'm well aware of the fact that I'm in the minority. Now people are going to stop listening because they're going to be like, this, this girl, she liked it. What is she <laughs> thinking? <laughs> it's pretty awkward. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. There you, there you go, guys. The, yeah. Multiple reasons not to listen to us. That's... <laughs> Just, just what you were tuning in for, right? Yeah, just, exactly. We're just culling ourselves from the herd. Oh boy, it's going so, well. Yeah, I, I can sense it's we're 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 headed toward bigger things. <laughs> so, on that happy note, yeah. Do you have any other show thoughts, or do you want to head towards another segment? Oh, I had a I had one but i'm uh now i'm spacing on it let's see so the show there, there's something really cool in one of the trailers that i want to oh yeah so 
So regarding this discussion of changing things and stuff, one thing that I think that they're going to be expanding quite a bit on is the role of Loghain in this series. Uh, okay. In the, in the, because uh, like, so for you, what, what do you know? I, I won't tell you what you know. What do you know about Loghain? He's apparently a false dragon. Okay. And yeah. so like, the, how much how much like quote unquote screen time does he have in the in the books i don't think he has that much in the books like sorry in the first book is, is oh sorry in the say. first in the first book they do talk about him um he he wasn't one of the characters that gripped me to be honest with you he probably should have mm. well i don't he, he's from what I remember, I, I just read it a, a month or two ago. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very like, interesting. But yeah, he's... Go ahead. He just didn't... Like, I, I wasn't intrigued by him, other than what people were saying about him, of him being, like, this false dragon. And there was, you know, he was involved. His army was involved, I think, in a battle, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. Um. Yeah, he didn't. Maybe I was just focusing too much on on Rand and the boys, but he didn't seem too intriguing. And I think also the term, can I just say false dragon, just makes me not want to be interested in you. <laughs> so, yeah, you're like, oh, right? you're, you're not even the real thing. Like, yeah, like you're you're yeah. a phony. Why do I care? Like, I feel like if people I don't know. I obviously don't know enough about the term, but I feel like if people are calling you the false dragon publicly, then everyone knows you're the false dragon. Then why are you pretending to be it? Well, well what if he really thought he was? I guess. It, I mean, from from the first book, there, there's an, an element of... I don't know, white tower intrigue that, mm-hmm. that could possibly be involved. I guess we could, we can just say that for now, but like he, he legitimately might have just thought he he was the dragon. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I just d- because people call you a false dragon doesn't mean you feel like you are the false dragon, a false dragon. Okay. Fair, fair point. Um, I I did see like a 20 second clip of him, I think. In the show? Yeah. Well, it was on, I saw it on YouTube because apparently YouTube gives me wheel of time suggestions now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I think he's going to be in the, in the, well, in the trailers they've, they've shown him as, it looks like so. So at some point they capture Loghain, mm-hmm. and and so he's kind of in the book paraded in front of the people, and it's a spectacle. And he he hasn't like he hasn't met his punishment yet. So he he looks unbeaten. He just like laughs, and he's like this really strong person, kind of. Yeah, and that that's like all you really see of him is just like, oh, he's in a cage, but he's not beaten. Is what you see in the first book, and. It, I, I feel like so. So in the trailer, it looks, it appears to me at least, like Moraine and 
uh, and this is actually pertinent to our dis book, book discussion, but um, it, it looks like Moraine and Lan and company are going to end up meeting up with the Aes Sedai who captured Loghain. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have some kind of interaction with his army attacking him, presume, or attacking them, trying to free him, presumably. Right. So I'm excited for that because that, that wasn't in the book, but it, it could easily have been an element. So Right. So that's like some some liberty you would be okay with. Yeah, I, I think it's within keeping. And honestly, like it all depends too on how well it's done. If it's super cool, like I'm I'm fine with personally, I'm fine with them fudging a few things if it's just mm -hmm. the Robert Jordan's work is great. It is not perfect though. If you can add something and it's legitimately, it, it could be, it might be better. I don't know. And if it is, then I'll, I'll embrace that too. Yeah. Um, I will say the vibe that he gave me in that clip. And I don't know if this was intentional or if I was just reading into it. He kind of looks like he's mad, like crazy. Like he kind of um, looks like he's gone crazy in that little cage that they've got him in. Well, and they talk about that a lot about how the one power for men makes yeah, them, yeah, makes them crazy. So, good point. Oh, that's fun. I'm, I'm very excited to see that. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's one thing. I'm honestly, he might be one of. All right, so uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, um, no. Who who are like? Well, this is inspired by by my thought of of Logan, like. What are the top three characters? Like, who are the top three characters you're excited to like see on screen and, and interacting? Ooh, ooh, Elias. Like, really want to see Elias on screen. That's gonna be super cool. Um, probably Perrin. And I, I do like Nynaeve. So I just, I, I'm curious to see how Nynaeve's character starts. I'm hmm. curious if she starts the same way that she does in the book. That's fair. I, I think there's a decent chance that she does start mm -hmm. similarly, but. And then obviously like Moraine is just an obvious one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we've like already seen a lot of her actually. That's obvious, but like definitely Nynaeve. But uh, like hands down, top. If you were like you have to pick one, only one, it would be Elias. Cool, and yeah, he's he hasn't. Uh, hopefully, he's not a character that's just been omitted. I I don't know. I hope not. You see, oh, that just kind of like crushed me a little bit. But we just we just haven't seen him yet in the trailers, so. I know. I'm sorry. I take it back. Don't put that they, into the universe. They they might not omit him. They, they <laughs> might. In fact, they won't. I I don't know. Uh, I'm sure someone knows, but yeah, that's a good list. That's a good list. I'm I'm excited to see Parrot as well. I would like to see. I do want to see Logan. I mean, that's mm -hmm. to me. He is because I've read the books several times I'm, I'm looking for new kind of takes that you always notice something new if you go through a book a second time or third time you're always digging a little deeper into the content and 
So that's one thing I really paid attention to was like the talk about Loghain mm-hmm. and everything. And the fact that they're focusing on him in the show, at least in the trailers, which maybe he's just like first, like maybe he's like the villain for two episodes. And then they're just focusing on what they can show in the trailer. We, we don't know, but the fact that he's in there more than just like for one laugh and that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm excited to see him. And then I, I really want to, I'm really interested to see how Lan is just mm-hmm. his, his deadly warder grace. And, you know, he, he looks, the actor looks a little different than I had imagined him. Right. Which doesn't mean like, he still looks cool. I, I'm, I have no issues with how he looks, but now I, I just want to see his, it, him, what I really want to see is him fighting alongside Moraine. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll see a lot of that. Yeah, I think we will too, which I'm also really excited for. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. So why don't, why don't we talk about the book a little bit? Okay. All right. Um, so do we want to pick up, I guess, where we left off last time? Or they're yeah, leaving. they're leaving the two rivers. Yeah, so spoilers for I guess well spoilers. I don't know everything. Let's see. I, I don't even know how to describe where at what point it's safe. So we're gonna got, be talking. I got, I got notes. Hang on. Oh, good, good. You, I'm you prepared. use your notes. Good. So I'm basically, not. apparently, anywhere between. Let's say chapter eight-ish up until hang on, I gotta find my Oh, I'm hanging on. Up until chapter nineteen. Okay, of Eye of the World, so that of book yeah. one. That's a good chunk. It is, and it, it was it was an enjoyable chunk as well. Oh man, super good. Oh, um, so, go ahead. So, what are your thoughts? You're you're leaving the only home you've ever known, your country bumpkin. Yeah, you don't you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You're leaving with two strange people who you hope have good intentions. You know, they like to fight bad guys. Yeah. You know, when when you phrase it that way, it kind of seems like a bad decision. It seems scary, like like dicey, like, yeah. Who do you put your trust in? Yeah. Because you know that they are leaving, um, because they know that the dark one is after one of the three of them, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when you phrase it that way, it's kind of like, well, how do you know that that Moraine and Lan aren't telling you this to make you leave and and make you panic just to lead right. you to him? Well, well, yeah, they're like, don't tell anyone. Like, we're gonna yeah. go. It's like, hey, come to my van. It has candy. <laughs> 
Like, no, no, don't your mom, your mom's going to tell you, no, don't, don't eat that candy. Like just come get some candy. Like, no, no big deal. No big deal. I knew you were going to make this analogy. Uh, (laughs) Um, man, I did not like, I did not even think when I was reading it, listening to it, that they should be, you know, particularly worried about it i i my immediate thought listening to it was like yeah you need to trust moraine which maybe makes me naive it doesn't make you naive no it does not make me naive (laughs) (laughs) uh literally because she doesn't trust moraine (laughs) right well exactly yeah i'm glad you Uh, saw the the next layer of it but i did i did (laughs) i see what you did there Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, now I'm I'm second guessing my own judgment and whether I would take candy out of a van. Um, <laughs> down by the river. Yeah, yeah, down by the river. But well, so so I think what what's happening here though potentially is our our society's kind of got this this idea, especially people who are more familiar with the fantasy kind of uh, stories where where you have the hero's call or whatever you want to call it, where, Mm -hmm. you know, Luke just go, how crazy in Star Wars is Luke? He's like, he finally sees this old man who did, he doesn't even, he just calls him old Ben. Like he's not that familiar with him. And, and so these crazies, you know, he just like meets up, he sees some droids, they run away. He meets old Ben who scares away some Tusken Raiders, talks to old Ben. Old Ben's like, yeah, I know your dad, sure. And and then Luke's like, goes and finds out his parents have, that, or his, you know, his foster parents, his aunt and uncle have been mm-hmm. brutally murdered. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's go to another planet and I'm going to just learn everything from you. Like, I don't know you who you are, but let's just go. Like- Mm-hmm. It, it's madness it doesn't make that much sense like how does he know that obi-wan the old ben isn't behind the deaths of those of his right. family like like it, it just happens to be the one time he's interacting with that guy that is his parents just get killed like he just isn't home like it, it's fine i love star wars obviously but there's this hero's call that everyone just kind of just goes with the person who says they need to go and usually works out yeah exactly so it's you just kind of put your blind faith into them right and to be fair uh the the fielders do feel a range of emotions they are Mm -hmm. they're paying attention and they're watching and they're they're discussing between themselves like they're not they aren't being completely blind and naive but it, it is just like are you are you sure you made the right choice here? Yeah, exactly. So, man, I, I guess it's good that they are paying attention to that and they are having those conversations. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think I think one of my my favorite just in general life rules is be skeptical. Mm-hmm. If even if it's something you've held if you if it's this truth you've held for however many years like just every once in a while just look at it try to be a little little contrarian think about you know question it and so and the Emmons fielders have all like they they reference being stubborn all the time you know right and I like that in the sense that 
they're not just going to be pushed around. Like they're naive. They're not necessarily like in their comfort zone, but they're going into it with their eyes as wide open as they can, given the circumstances. Yeah. So yeah, this was definitely this, like them leaving the two rivers with Moraine, exactly what you said. It's, it's that hero's call. You need it to happen. Um, and it leads to so many good moments that just hook you repeat. Like they hooked me repeatedly, which is hilarious. I realized, cause I've said, I've been hooked about four times already. Um, <laughs> You're a fish. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fish, <laughs> fish in the water. Uh, <laughs> but there's, there's so much like when they are leaving, like when they are leaving the two rivers and they are trying to outrun these trollocs, these, these fists of trollocs that are chasing them. And eventually they get surrounded by them and Moraine takes her staff and slams it into the ground just gave me goosebumps like that scene i was like yes let's go like she means business yeah yeah i i think it's really cool that that scene is is really powerful um it's also so one of the things that i you know this book this book has a lot of the you can tell that robert jordan didn't have the full magic system planned out Mm-hmm. because that scene it is super cool i was like when i was rereading it the other day i was or you know the other month um <laughs> i was i know it just sounds flippant the other month oh yeah yeah uh, but but i was re i was like oh man that is super badass and then and then i, I realized it's the magic is different i don't know if there's ever another example of her doing that. Right. It doesn't steal the coolness from it though. No. And that that was like a moment that definitely made me more intrigued into the series or into the book so far. Yeah. And I don't blame you. It's a cool scene. Yeah. It's yeah. I want to go back just a little bit, actually. Um, I I think, I think the, the part of the uh, the part of all of this uh, of this book that was all, it always felt so problematic to me was mm-hmm. so so they go they get to Terran Fair they're still in the two rivers but to get out of the two rivers they have to cross this big old river yep and so they go in roust out the ferryman they're gonna maybe get robbed but then the ferryman decides not to on account of their preparation of looking fierce and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then, so they cross, they cross the river and at, up till this point, it's been scary because they're like being chased and, and Moraine has always done everything like light side, kind of like this. She's always been good guy. Right. And the first problematic thing you see really coming out of her is she just, she's like, oh, well, yeah, we'll pay this guy, but we're also going to ruin his livelihood by just wrecking the, the ferry so that the, the Trollocs can't follow. Right. And, and so it's, it's like, okay, so you can understand the reasoning and yet she's, she, she doesn't even outright do it. She just 
like there's a whirlwind or a whirlpool in the in the water and it breaks mm-hmm. up the ferry and and you're like wonder why right well you know in the Emmons field there's kind of piece it together unless mm-hmm. some of them want to be more naive than others but mm-hmm. but yeah like it, it's problematic it's it's like she's suddenly she's suddenly less moral than you had originally thought it's like and, and we're on the other side, we're on the wrong side of the river from her or from, right. from our friends, like from anyone who would even dream of helping us. We, we have no hope, but to like, we can't just be like, oh, you know what? I give up. I, I'm, I changed my mind. I'm going back. Like up to that point, they could have presumably backed out of it. Like, right. And now you can't. Yeah. They're, so, and at the same time, they realize that they've tied themselves to someone who isn't only good. She's like, this, that is like the the first instance of you seeing her be like a chaotic good. Sure. Well, yeah. Like she she may be good, and for them, they're like, I we hope she's okay because she's our one hope. Like, yeah. Someone throws a, wa- a rope to you when you're drowning and you grab onto it. And I guess you just like, you're like, well, I hope it's not rotten. Right. You know, I hope, oh. it, I hope it gets me to safety. And, and she's, she's playing her ice and I game. She's, you know, she, she just doesn't even acknowledge that she did it, even though it's fairly obvious that she yeah. did. Yeah. So that's a good point. And then, well, and, then, and just a little bit later, she sits down with Egwene and up until that point, everyone, like you could see the bias of all of the two rivers people, like mm-hmm. oh, the, the one power, like, oh man, I'm not a, I think Matt at some point, she, he's like, I'm not a dark friend, uh, like, like those Aes Sedai, like the, everyone yeah. just, you know, that's their, and then Moraine is talking to Egwene. She's like, yeah, hey, you, you can, you want to, you want to touch this forbidden power too? Like you can come, do it. Come to my van, you know? Come to my van. <laughs> I think she uh, was more like, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just trying to find more good in her. I feel like she was more pointing out the fact that Egwene could do it. Well, sure, sure. Like, so. Like, so that's you, how you I to... took it. Well, so you're you're kind of you're sympathetic toward Moraine, though. Think about think about the two rivers boys, and they're they've been told their whole lives that channeling can lead to madness for them, and that uh, like clearly they have biases against Aes Sedai, anyways, because they're because mm-hmm. they're they're calling them dark friends. Like even though they kind of trusted her after she killed a bunch of Chalks, like mm-hmm. there's st- the whole culture in Two Rivers is still like we don't want you here. We don't we don't trust you. Moraine and and so they see Moraine is like oh hey uh, now that she's has Egwene on her own now we now now Moraine is corrupting our own people right like Egwene's no longer on our side she she's been corrupted right she's kind of like getting her tenter hooks in there and bringing them over yeah and Rand's like so what you know he's got the like if she becomes Aes Sedai will I still get to marry her like he's still thinking in terms of marrying her right like Moraine's ruining his relationship as well potentially right his awkward 
weird relationship. Right. The one that I don't necessarily believe is based on any like feelings, <laughs> any emotions. Really. It's just a contractual obligation. Right. Right. But, but yeah, like this journey through the wilderness is, it's not just, it's not just like, oh, that I'm, you know, we're, we're going on an adventure. They talk about going on an adventure, but it's also this, this, like, this idea that we don't even know, like, what have we gotten ourselves into? Mm-hmm. Like, like Trollocs and Merdral are all, all well and good, but what about destroying a ferryman's livelihood and teaching our friend how to do this dark use dark powers right like what what have we gotten ourselves into and the and it, the conclusion they come to is they still need to go to Tarvalin they you know? they still have to stay with her right right like like i said you you have someone throws you a rotting line or, or a rope you hope it's not rotting, but you still, you're going to, you're going to hang on to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so sorry for ragging on your girl Moraine for so long. Oh, it's fine. You're just she making has, me look at it differently. She has, she has her, I just find different. Everyone has, has their different motivations. And that, that aspect is very interesting to me. Like what, what is Moraine actually after? Cause you know, she wants to take away a tool for the dark one. That's that's great. But then she's already like, she's just immediately jumps into converting Egwene. Mm-hmm. Like, was was Egwene their whole her whole target in the first place? Like, right. What what does what designs does she really have? And is the dark one the only bad guy? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. So the poor Emmons Fielders. The poor. <laughs> like, well, it, it's scary though, right? I mean. Well, and like you said, like you've been in Emmons Field your whole life. That's all you know. And now you're leaving for the very first time. That, that right there is terrifying. And then you add in the fact that you have these biases because that's all you've known. That's all you've been taught to know and all you've been told to know. So like theoretically, you're, you know, if you're Rand, you're growing up and, or Matt or Perrin, whoever, you're being told not to trust Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Your whole, your, your whole structure, like your whole social structure, like everything's all this oral tradition, right? Like mm-hmm. books are rare. And so the stories they tell are clearly very unflattering to Aes Sedai in general. Yeah. So if they have these biases in them and, you know, maybe the truths are being stretched a little bit here. Um, I feel like that would play into it too, which kind of also just makes me more surprised that they agreed to go with her. But. Well, so there's, you could look at it in a nefarious light too of would they have believed her and gone with her if the Trollocs hadn't attacked? Right. Like she needed the Trollocs in, like in a way they, they were her partners in that exchange and being able to scare them all into mm-hmm. coming with her 
that that's the only way because otherwise they'd have been like uh we're fine like wh- why should we come with you like we're happy right. we've always been happy yeah you know. yeah because if she just strolls into town everything is fine mm-hmm. they're not gonna care yeah like she but needed then, the trollocs as a catalyst but then does that go back to that whole thing where she's talking about the pattern Like when, you know, she said, like Egwene decides to join them and she says, oh, she's part of the pattern too, Lynn. Yeah. I don't know. Go Say more. Like, does that, it, just in terms of like the Trollocs attacking, for instance, and her needing the Trollocs to, to get them to agree to go with her, would that have been something that she would have known about because of the pattern? Oh, interesting. Like... The pattern would open a way for her to be able to take them with her. Right. Yeah, I, that, that's a great question because she she clearly didn't expect the Trollocs to attack. But one wonders if she was how how would she have strong armed them into going the direction she wanted them to go? Mm-hmm. Exactly that. So then it's like, do you just? go into that situation trying to strong arm someone and wondering how you're going to do it or do you take advantage of what's been presented before you right well yeah like it seems very convenient and maybe that's you know robert jordan's like you know what i don't want to have to overthink this like let's just (laughs) make it easy we'll we'll give moraine a freebie here but it's it is problematic for like the Emmons fielders must have been feeling like this is all pretty convenient for Moraine to get us out of here. Like, cause otherwise they wouldn't have left. Yeah, absolutely. They would have just stayed. Yeah. And th- their parents would have been like, Oh, why do you need to go with them? Like, mm-hmm. like some sorceress comes in and th- they don't know if she's Aes Sedai in the books, at least, uh, you know, some, some noble woman comes in and wants to take away three or four of our, our people who like, we have plans surrounding them. Like Perrin's going to be a blacksmith. Matt's right. going to do things that I guess I can't. It's like the minorest of spoilers, but like, you know, what his profession was going to be, uh, which you find out like in book like three or something. And it's, it's like not even a big deal, but I'm going to try to adhere to the no spoilers. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and Rand was going to marry Egwene like they they were kind of intended so like they, they had plans for life they weren't just like yeah the village was like yeah we can spare them sure right like we yeah, don't take away three guys. of our strong strong promising young men you know <laughs> so yeah with it's just a very interesting thing so anyways Moraine all of the the Emmons fielders are all talking amongst themselves they're, they're taking it different ways and uh they're slowly plotting on their way to tar valen um and I, I don't know what what was the next part in your opinion that was the most like interesting to you like they're they're across the river what's next mm-hmm. so if i remember correctly they cross the river and then they go to bear am i saying it right bear lawn well, the Bearlon is well. Yeah, let's see. So, did they get to Bearlon first before 
before the river? Am I getting it backwards? Before Shatter Logoth? Yes, because something happens after Shatter Logoth that I don't want to spoil since I said I wouldn't go past that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They do go to... So, yeah, they... Do they travel? I don't think they travel on the road to get to Baerlon, right? Like, they... I don't think so. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, But they're in... Um, I'm pretty sure they they cross the river before they get to Barillon. Oh yeah, because yeah, crossing. Yep. Um, because when so they get to Barillon because that's when Nynaeve meets up with them. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. So so like crossing the river, they they cross the river and then Barillon like that the river is the the border basically of their their country. You right. Know, like they they leave they leave the two rivers and go. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, they, they get to Bayerlon. Mm-hmm. They go to the inn. Um the stag and lion. Nice. Yeah. And they they are all they're such bumpkins, they can't, they're like, oh my gosh, this is what a huge city looks like. Mm-hmm. Little little do they know. Right. And everyone's laughing up their sleeves at them. But it's a, it's kind of a fun, well, it's fun, but then they get there, they're excited to explore and they have the dream and the rats are dead. Yes, yes, that's right. So, and then this is when they all have the same dream, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's terrifying to to all of them because they're like, that was real. Like they see all these dead rats and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so, uh. And Nynaeve ends up tracking them there. And it's a whole bunch of, I feel like we learned a lot actually in Barillon. Not a lot, but. Yeah. Well, and then they come across. So, so yeah, like that. There's a few interesting aspects here. Something's clearly mm-hmm. happening. Like Rand, Rand has an encounter with the white cloaks mm-hmm. as well. And like he, he's, he doesn't even realize how foolhardy he's being. I was going to say, he kind of is super arrogant with in that encounter, too. Well, and I guess we can't really talk about what's going on. Like, here's the thing. there, There's a thing that's happening throughout, throughout the thing where um, he goes through these periods of brashness. Mm. And eventually that is explained. And it, 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 it's, it's actually explained early on in the book. It, it's really interesting uh moraine she explains it to Egwene. yeah i know where you're going yeah. with this yeah good well I'm, I'm glad you caught that that's not something i caught the first time through the books i didn't catch I it until right now when we had this conversation oh okay now i'm i'm relating it to rand yeah so so like moraine explains something to Egwene that mm-hmm. that happens to that happens to Egwene and uh, and Rand, but but we don't ever see it with Egwene really. Um, but we're but, seeing it. Yeah, like you start seeing it with Rand here and there, and if you put two and two together, you're like, oh, oh, what's going on? So he he goes, he has this encounter with the White Cloaks, and you're like, I don't think you know how to use that sword. Yeah, Rand, like what are you gonna do? And flashes it at them. Yeah. 
Uh, and I, I really hope we get that scene in the books. I, I don't know. Or in the show. I don't know if we will, but. I mean, I feel like that would be a little nugget for them to show, like to show him being brash like that. Yeah. If, if they want to follow that kind of the arc, I, yeah. I would be, I'd be pretty happy to see it, frankly. We'll see. Uh, and then he meets up with men as yes. well. Yes. What did you Who, think of men? She. <laughs> I feel bad for saying this because I'm assuming she, you know, is important later on or something. She kind of gives me like carnival fortune teller vibes. Okay. Which sounds really like I'm not trying to brush her aside, but that's just like the vibe that I got from her. Um, and she's very cryptic which I found annoying. <laughs> I, I, I like it when people just say what's on their mind. So uh, she, she was a little too cryptic for my taste, but she's intriguing. Yeah, she's, uh, she is. Min, Min has a lot of interesting things surrounding her, I guess. Um, yeah. I never know what to make of her either. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, I guess I'm going to leave off on men for the most part, but she, she is interesting. And then they're, they're all just chilling. And, and then what Rand sees a merdral in the common room or something. Doesn't he? He has, he has an encounter with, with a merdral and then mm -hmm. they decide they have to flee the city something yeah like that. that's right because then when they flee they get stopped oh you know what i think maybe i don't know that's don't they get oh. stopped when they're fleeing hmm. i'm mixing up i'm mixing up what happens in camelin with what happens in bayerlon i think hmm Or no, maybe, maybe he did see uh, one way or another. They they decide they have to leave that night. They have to flee Bayerlon. Yeah, because then when they're fleeing, I remember this. They look back, and they see um, like flames, like fire and smoke, and they know it's mm -hmm. the stag and lion. Like that's mm -hmm. what the I remember that that line where like they just I think it's Moraine knows that it's the stag and line because doesn't she say something to the I'm blanking on his name, um, the innkeeper, the innkeeper to like she basically tells him to try to distance himself from them. Yeah, and he's like, oh, no, no. Yeah, way. he, like, brushes it aside. He's like, everything's mm -hmm. fine. Don't worry about it. And then they flee, and they look back, and, and his inn is on fire. Right. Well, which then leads to a, like, so then so then they're leaving the city, mm -hmm. and they're talking to the guards. The guards are opening the gate a little bit. The White Cloaks tell them, like, hey, stop. We're going we're gonna to question you. Mm -hmm. And Moraine gets all pissed and... She she has everyone else right out the, the gate, and then she uses another of the the book one powers. Yeah, where yeah. she she gets huge and just like steps over the wall. Yeah, yeah. So, 
And then that when they look back, this is when they're fleeing and they're on, I think they're on Camlin Road at this point. Yeah. When they when they flee. And this is when they look back and, and um Stag and Lion is on fire. Yep, and Nynaeve is all angry and stuff, of course. Yeah, because she hates Moraine. She does. For whatever reason. For fun. For fun. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So so just to kind of to, to kind of go to one of our, our final segments, uh, what's mm-hmm. in, in this part, who's the most annoying character to you? What character? Oh. You don't have Narg to focus. I don't on, have right? Narg. It's nice. Man, that makes it harder. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's Min. Okay. She's annoying to me in the sense of that she's cryptic. Fair. I was annoyed by Rand's brashness with the white cloaks when they were in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's more of just like a specific scene of where he annoys me. That's fair. This is hard because they're all just kind of like, I feel like they're all just doing what they're supposed to be doing at this moment. So so I'll I'll tell you who my first bit, like when I was a teenager, when I was first reading this, uh, my, my most annoying was absolutely naive because of how unreasonable she was. She she was right. just like no you're you, these these kids are coming back with me like just not gonna it's not gonna not take no for an answer yeah like I'm shutting you down right now she is so stubborn yeah like very 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 stubborn good two rivers stop <laughs> so um but she hasn't annoyed me yet I don't know why. It's fair. Uh, I I think I was just reacting to her like as an authority figure. I was like, "Can you just stop getting me in trouble already? Like, stop nagging me." Mm-hmm. Like I, I was projecting for the Emmons Field boys. Uh, in that case, but now I, I can see her take on it. It's like <laughs> you left with some shifty woman. Yeah. Didn't tell anyone, and the ferry got wrecked, and now you're in Bear Lawn, like. Didn't, didn't even explain yourselves like you're she's basically just kidnapping our people yep like why would she act with any kind of good faith with moraine like it just looks like she's duped her friends and kidnapped them yeah so i mean that is a good point but then does that make her annoying kind of well, makes her logical well back then i was like well of course everyone's a good guy that that they they've presented so far so so of course she's annoying, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't find her nearly as annoying now. I think now my choice would be, ah, uh, probably, 
so I, I liked Rand's character development here because he, he did he does mature a little bit and realize like he starts putting himself into other people's shoes and starts understanding what more about leadership and stuff. I think I think that Egwene and her coldness toward Rand is really irritating. That's right, because they're fighting here, aren't they? Well, yeah, she for no reason that I can see, Egwene's just like not talking to him at all. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. She's just ignoring him. Yeah. She does that a lot. Maybe it's Egwene. Oh, does she? Lovely. Well, uh, you know, at various times, but but yeah, that that's my chick. My my chick, my choice and pick mm-hmm. combined to say chick. So <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> accidentally, but oh. uh, yeah, yeah, I would, I would go, I would agree with that, and then I would probably follow it up with Matt and Rand being idiots with the white cloaks. Yeah, well, like Matt was just doing a prank, and then Matt was like, "Uh, Rand, you, you want to stop doing this madness?" Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Should we call it good? No, I think we're good. Do you think we're good? I think so. As far as I'm concerned. Okay. So that is everything for this week. So join us next week for the next episode. And may you always find water and shade. See you next week, guys.